All the children stand up. You are actually going to stay up here, but you're going to come in up, up in the front and sit here with Miss Jessie. So all the kids, come on up. And we got a special surprise after service for you. Uh, but you're going to sit up here with Mrs. Go ahead, Jessie. You can stand up. There they go. Okay, amen. Get them in there. Amen. All right. Our guest speaker was delayed. So... God has appointed something different today, and it's amazing when God moves. And with this move of God, the devil, believe it or not, was working around the clock uh, to combat every move of God. And thank the Lord that um, some of you did not let the devil stop you, because he didn't stop me, amen? Amen. We're going to have this revival, and revival is not a service. Revival is a movement of God in our hearts to restore, to bring back to life what was once dead, he will make alive again. Amen? And that's where Brother Rob mentioned being born again. Our spirit was made alive the moment Christ came in, the spirit of God. Our, uh, our spirit was quickened, the Bible says, it was made alive. I want to bring our attention first to 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18. The mighty, mighty chapter of the fire of God that fell. First Kings chapter 18. I know we had a lot of birthdays this month. I know we got Victor's today. Happy birthday, Victor. I know we had Brother Lou's in the beginning of March. Brother Lou, I know we, we've been busy this month, and but guess what? Happy birthday. Amen. Mrs. Moskal, I know you're hiding there. Mrs. Moskal, I know you had a birthday this month. We got others here, too, to have birthdays. It was your birthday in March. Just raise your hand. Brother Lou, yeah. Miss Linda? Is your birthday now? Okay. Oh, John. Amen. When was your birthday, Brother John? March 10th. March 10th. A couple days ago. Amen. God bless you. Anybody else? Birthdays. Praise God. Happy birthday. 1 Kings chapter 18. And let's read in verse 21. The Bible says, And Elijah came unto all the people. Let's stand, if you would, with me. We start this revival. As we start this revival, there has to be some things settled in our hearts, not in our minds. God doesn't work with your mind. Our mind work, works against God, the Bible says. We were enemies in our minds, the Bible says. Our mind creates a block to our heart. And most of it has to do with what we've been taught, what we've been learned, uh, what we believe. But God is trying to get to our heart. Our heart is who we really are. And that's why God wants us. We got to settle some things. If we want revival, you got to settle some things. If you want truth, you got to settle some things, not in your mind, in your heart. You say, it doesn't make sense. I can't uh, think about all these things. You need to let God take care of it. Let God speak to your heart this morning. Maybe if you, some of you out here have questions about the Lord and what is truth. Let me say this. God will take care of it. Let God speak for himself. Elijah came unto all the people, verse 21, and said, How long halt you between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, Not a word. Elijah's trying to tell, listen, these are, these are prophets here that, that are going to be introduced. These prophets are not uh, just ordinary men. These prophets weren't just uh, people that were in the woods or in a cave or something. These prophets are great religious people that uh, represented Israel and what they stood for at that time. And Elijah was the only one, it was Elijah versus all these prophets here that were representative of Israel. But Elijah had something 
else different. He had a different word. Uh, and he was representing the true and living God. So just because many others believe one thing and you might feel you're the only one that believes something, listen, all that doesn't matter. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings. If you want revival, you need to empty your mind and allow God to fill your heart. You need to empty your mind of pride, empty your mind of who you are, your stubbornness, and allow the Lord God Almighty to speak and have his way with you. There are some things that does not make sense, and that's how God moves. The Bible says, for without faith it is impossible to please God. For they that cometh to God must believe that he is, and not believe up here, but believe down in here. And that's the difference between salvation and just religion. Most people believe up here in the Lord Jesus Christ, but they do not believe down here. And the word of God separates people who are truly saved from people who just truly believe up here in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's distinguishable difference between every individual from a heart-to-heart -heart relationship with God Almighty. And we need to allow God to speak to our hearts this morning. Verse 22, then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I, only remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. They had the greater voice. They had the majority. Let them therefore give us two bullocks and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put on fire under, uh, no fire under. I would dress the other bullock and lay it on the wood and put no fire under. And call ye on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, okay, let's do it. Whoever's God answers, let that, let that be my God. Let me say this. What has your God ever done for you? What has the gods of this world ever done for you? What has religion ever done for you? What has your just knowledge or beliefs ever done for you? Let me say this, God Almighty is alive and let him speak. If he speaks to your heart this morning, let him be your God. God will speak for himself. He's not an idol on the shelf. He's not a God that's far off, but he's nigh thee, the Bible says, even in thine heart. If you're unsure about your sin, let him speak to your heart today. If you're unsure about your way, then let him speak up to your heart today. If you're unsure what is truth and you're confused about everything in your life, let God, not this man here, let God clarify it. I cannot speak to a heart. Only God can. I can speak to your mind, but only God's word can speak to a heart. When nothing else can, God's word is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's the power of God. Let God's fire fall and speak to your heart. Let the fire of God at the altar of your heart speak for itself. Let's go to verse 25. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, choose one bullock for yourselves and dress it. For you are many, and call on the name of your gods, but put no fire. And they took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it, and called on the name of Baal, from morning even until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. Verse 27. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry loud, for he is a god, either he is talking or he is pursuing, or he is in a journey, or preventure he sleepeth and must be awaked. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lances till the blood gushed out upon them. And it came to pass when midday was past, and they prophesied unto the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that there was neither voice nor any to answer, nor any that regarded. A God is what you give your life to. These men were willing to give their lives for false gods. 
And the gods that they gave their lives to didn't even speak a word. Didn't even talk to them back. Isn't it amazing what we're willing to give our lives to? And we never get any response from them things. The very things that bring us down in life, we're willing to give our life to, till death. The very things that trouble our homes and families, we're willing to keep around. When we know they're false and we know they're wrong, but yet we're not willing to get rid of them and trust in the true and living God. You know why? Because we're not willing to deal with our own heart. If you want revival, you got to be willing to deal and open up your heart this morning and let God come in. Let God clean house and let God do a work. Let's open in prayer. Father, as we open up this revival, Lord, you've changed some things around. I pray you have your way as you already are. The word that you're giving now, may you speak to hearts, not to minds. Not to numbers, Lord, but to people, to hearts. Let the true and living God speak for himself this morning. That all men may know that there's still a God who lives, that there's still a God who loves, and that there's still a God who cares. Bless us, I pray, as we look to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Verse 30, the Bible says, And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. This was the altar where uh, uh, the sacrifices of God were offered to the true and living God, and it was just broken and trampled over, not being used. We are creatures of God created for the sole purpose of worshiping the true and living God. Empty lives, broken souls all around us with no hope. But Jesus came, let me say, to set the captives free, to open the eyes of the blind, to give light to those who are in darkness, to comfort those who are hurting and troubled, to bring power to those who are weak, that his name may be manifest and that his name may be glorified through you to the utter ends of the earth. The true and living God still lives and still speaks. He's not formed within a book or formed within religion of man's beliefs. For all those things have never spoken back. They're dead. But the true and living God lives and speaks through his word to the hearts of men where nothing else can ever touch. It goes deeper where no person's words or anything built by man or framed by man can ever go. God's word can go. And God's word goes deep and deeper in the deepest parts, as far as it needs to go, to get every soul ever created on this earth back to the Lord Jesus Christ. Not to a church, but to God himself. The Bible says that there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must, we must be saved. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh under the Father but by me. It's never been through any type of religion. There are churches all around us. There are prophets of Baal all around us that proclaim their own beliefs. But it doesn't take long to see that their beliefs have changed over, not over centuries, but over decades and even over years and even in this year has changed. But God's words never change. And God never changes. His love is still everlasting. His mercy is still pure as ever, pure for the most evil sinner, the most defiled. And thank God I am wearing righteousness this morning, not my own, but a robe of righteousness given to me by the Lord Jesus Christ. 
framed every stitch by the blood of the Lamb. And I am wearing the righteousness of God this morning. Not a physical cloth uh, like a religious Pharisee may put on, but it happened in my soul. And when I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says I was made justified, made as if I've never sinned. And all my sins, though they be white, uh, scarlet, they shall be made like wool. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be white as snow. And the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, so hath he removed our sins from us. How can I live any longer therein? How can I struggle with such a one as this, a God who really cares, a God who hath made, even though I have a slight remembrance of my sins, and my sins of yesterday and even today, I know that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me and my conscience is clean before the righteous judge of all the earth. For he hath deemed me justified. He hath deemed me righteous, not from mine own righteousness, but because of his word. If God declares it, then it is so. Speak, O God, to our hearts. Speak, O God, to my heart. If God speaks to your heart this morning, are you willing to lay down those bad habits for God? If God speaks to your heart this morning, are you willing to lay down the drugs, the alcohol? If God speaks to your heart this morning, are you willing to lay down the filth that Satan has placed and tempted you with? I call in question. The gods of this world have told me that it's all right. Well, let God speak for himself. Whoever answers by fire, what has those gods ever done for you? Have they ever spoken to your heart? Or is there just an emptiness after they leave? The emptiness of this world. A hollow spot that can never be filled. Though you gain all the riches of this life, are you satisfied? Though you fill your every desire of your flesh, are you satisfied? Though you commit every sin that comes into your mind, thinking that that's who you are and that's what you're supposed to do, are you satisfied? But oh, let God, let God answer for himself. The prophets of Baal were willing to cut themselves and give their lives over to everything, and so are we. We're willing to give our life to something that is not even true and real. And in the end, we end up with nothing. When God can be doing jumping jacks in front of us the whole time, but our hearts are so hardened, removed from God, that he cannot even speak to us. Would you open your heart? If God speaks to your heart today, would you hear him as, and not harden your heart as in the day of provocation? Open your hearts that God may speak. Open your heart that God may work with you freely. I want to take your attention to 1 Kings chapter 5. First Kings chapter 5. The Bible says in verse 1, And Hiram, king of Tyre, sent his servants unto Solomon, for he had heard that they had anointed him king in the room of his father. For Hiram was ever a lover of David. And Solomon sent him to Hiram, saying, uh, Thou knowest how that David my father could not build an house unto the name of the Lord his God, for the wars which were about him on every side, until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. It's amazing what God does for us. God does not sleep. God's ways are not our ways. God is good. 
When we go to sleep, do you know we sleep a third of our life away or more? That means if you live till 60, you slept 20 years of that away. If you live to 90, you slept 30 years of your life away. 30 years. If you live to 90, you slept in your bed with your eyes shut 30 years. What is life? Oh, God, what is man that thou art mindful of? Or the son of man that thou desirest? What are we? We're just living to die? Christ died that we may live. That we may live and that we may have life more abundantly. But the gods of this world and the gods of this land and the gods of your heart have stolen away your life. And you are willing to give your life to them but they never answer you back. They never satisfy you. They never fill every longing that you have and the desires that you have. Jesus said, drink. Drink of the water that I give thee, and thou will never thirst again. Oh, God, give me this water. Give me this water. Verse 4. But now the Lord my God hath given me rest on every side. I want to focus on those two words, first two words there, but now. But now. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, chapter 2, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says, and you, Ephesians 2, 1, and you hath he quickened. That means he made you alive. You know, God made you alive before you were willing to give your life to him. At salvation, I gave my life to Christ later on. At salvation, Lord, save me. He died first that I might live. And I get to give my life to him. It's an opportunity for me. Because there is no better way of living than a life lived for Christ. See, I love the Lord. Well, the only way you can love him is because he first loved you. He had to start. You had the quickened, that means made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Where in times past ye walked according to the course of this world. There's a course that this world takes. It's a like a migratory uh, Path, you'll see all the music, all the styles. Everyone goes in the same course, like cattle down a chute. But the Lord opened your eyes. You were being led to death. Opened your eyes and took you away. Now you can see all those things. If you're born again, you, you God opens your eyes. And you start seeing this world for what it is. Time passed, you walked according to that course, according to the prince of the power of the air. That's the devil. Better believe he works. The devil works. You better believe he deceives. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, didn't we? And even some now. And even sometimes we fall into it. In the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even of others, we had no choice. But God, but God, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, Isn't it amazing that God had stepped in? Isn't it amazing that God stepped down in your life and freed you from that course and freed you from eternal damnation and eternal judgment in hell in the lake of fire? God stepped in. But God, he is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. That love you can never take away. That love is eternal and it binds your conscience, that there's something out there. 
the longing for your soul in need of its creator, the emptiness that nothing else can fill, but only the love of God, the love of God that wants to wrap you in his arms, secure you. You say, I'm, I'm a dirty sinner. He'll never accept me. But God, who was rich in mercy, it doesn't say rich in gold. Gold never did anything for you. Brought more headache. Popularity drives all the stars to drugs and suicide. What has the world ever done for you but death? The prince and power of the air leads us to death. The prince of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, leads us to life. Choose who you will obey. Choose in this world. The devil can never speak to your heart like Jesus can. He could sure put things in your heart like he did with Judas, deception. But he'll never fill it. You'll know there's always something off. And isn't that how it is? You could be uh, into something, but there's just something off. You could be involved with a religion, but you know there's something off. You can uh, be wrapped up with the things of this world, but you know there's something missing. You know what it is? Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is what fulfills us all. As the Bible says, we are complete in him who is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He loves us, but God, but God. That word, but God, it steps in. He steps in. He intervenes. He intercedes. He's our advocate. When there's sin on our account, we have an advocate. When there's sin in our life, we have somebody fighting for us. Why? Because he's rich in mercy. And he'll spend it on us. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. We don't understand everything now. Brother Tom, you don't understand everything now, what happened. We don't understand all of our trials that happened to us now as God's people, but in the ages to come, we will. God will show us. God will show us. And even though we go through sorrow and trouble and trials and tribulation, we're not empty. We're filled. We have this peace that nobody can touch. And although it gets dark sometimes in our life, it's still there because the peace of God nobody can take away. The Holy Spirit of God nobody can take away. No man should be able to pluck you out of his hand. For by grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. God's gifts, God gives, the devil takes. God gives, the world robs you. Why give our lives to someone who would rob us? I was uh, talking to a lawyer, a guy I did uh, some work for, and I tried to give him the gospel, and he did not want to hear it. He refused. He said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Catholic. I don't want to hear anything. I don't, I don't want to hear that. I said, okay. I said, you're a lawyer. I bet you... What's on the contract is very important. Because when I got the job, he fine-combed tooth every word in the contract and went through everything. You know, when it comes to maybe buying a house, everything's important. What you're buying, it better be in that contract. I said, isn't words important? Oh, yeah, it is, he said. I said, you better make sure what you believe and what you're being told is on paper. What was his response? Nothing. Just big eyes. 
from Genesis to Revelation, it's mercy, 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 and God will save. It's a sinner that comes, and God will save. It's only bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, not through some priest, not through some church, not through man's religion, but only one name under heaven whereby we must be saved, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the only one who died on the cross and spilled his blood. That blood is powerful. It's a powerful blood, powerful enough to wash away every sin. I believe that he only had to spill one drop of blood. I believe that. I believe one drop of blood. He could have been like a diabetic, just sort of put it on the altar. Powerful. But you know what? He said, I'm going to give it all. I'm going to spill it all. And he emptied out himself. Emptied out himself as a sacrifice for all of us, for all mankind. You don't believe me? Let God speak for himself. Let God speak to your heart. And the God who answers, that's what you're going to believe. The Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 5, but now, but now, you know what? To move on with revival, we, we need revival. We need a change in our hearts. We got to forget the past. But now, what's going on now? Do you know if you live in the past, if you keep reliving, reliving the regrets in your life, if you keep reliving all your previous years, How are you going to live today? You say, I should have done this. I should. What should you do tomorrow? I hear a lot of great stories of the heroes of the faith of yesterday. But we need them being made right now. Stories of God, stories of God's miracles. So many stories of the past that where you don't, it's hard to believe. You know they're true. You know God can do it. But what can God do with you today? Say, I'm all broken up. That even makes a better story. You don't know what I've been through. I've been hurt. I've been robbed. That even makes a better story. You don't know what I've done. I'm wicked. I destroyed my life. That even makes a better story. And God uses the great testimonies of a broken people because the worstest of sinners has the most forgiveness. And those who receive the most forgiveness will love Jesus the most, the Bible says. Oh, what great stories we can have here of people standing for God and allowing God to use them in their lives if we would just open our hearts up. Let God speak to you. We are willing to keep the things and give our life the things that never speak to us back, that never fulfill any of our desires when Jesus is right there all along who when he fills you, he will never thirst again. But now, let's forget about the years before us, behind us. They're behind us. Let's forget about those years. Let's forget about, when I, when I started studying to be a pastor, I really never started studying to be a pastor. I, I've just always been reading the Bible, amen, for many years now. But one of the things that God worked on me with is for me to be taught by God himself, I need to get man's voices out of my mind. I need to be reprogrammed with truth and not with man's words. I need to forget everything that I've been taught 
And if what I've been taught was true, it will come out at the end. But what I've not been taught is true. God, get it out of my mind. Lord, reprogram me as I go into your word. May every sentence have an imprint on my life. I was told years ago that we all start out like a blank sheet of paper. The first one to write on it leaves their mark. We allowed the world to write on our kids. Yeah, it doesn't have an impact on them. The first one to write on them leaves their mark. We allow every prophet of Baal to have their way with us and teach us. But God, who does everything, tries to get our attention, tries to speak to our heart because he loves us. We say, no, Lord, we don't want that. Let God speak for himself. Number one, you need to forget the past. How can you move on if you don't forget the past? There has to be forgiveness in, with the past. You'll never forget unless you forgive. Ephraim, God hath caused me to forget. We are troubled on every side, the Bible says. Forgive. Sometimes there's people that owe me money in business. You know what I've learned? I don't care how much it is. 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000. You know what I do? And this is the truth. God is my witness. Lord, I forgive him. So how can you forgive? You won't fight for him? You won't take him to court? You can take advantage of me. Go ahead. I've been hired for jobs and not been paid. Many times. See, that's terrible. What are you going to do? I don't go to the Lord and say, Lord, I pray you rip their legs off and kill them. <laughs> no. You know what I do? I say, Lord, I forgive them. Lord, forgive them. And I pray they'll get saved. And you know what I do? I picture them in the pews here singing. Praising God. I forgive their debt, as Jesus has told me. Because it sets me free. You can't live free unless you let go of the past. You don't know what they did to me. Forgive. Until you realize what you've done to Christ and what your sin does to him. How can you ever how can you ever move on? How can you ever appreciate the love of Christ? Say, I'm a good person. No, you're not. You're a wretched sinner just like me. And if anyone does anything to you and has done anything to you in the past, you forgive them. But now, let's talk about today. Well, once this thing is settled... Be reborn today. What's going to happen today? What are you going to do today for God? Once this settlement is fit, drop it. I'm depending on that settlement for, for my future. Now you got no future. Drop it. You're living for money. You're living for profits of Baal. It has never done anything for you. Drop it. See, I can't, and that's why you can't move on. That's why God can't work in your life, and that's what's blocking you right now. But now, not from before, but now, what can you do now for Christ? You must move on. I stand here today as a new man. What did you do, stop drinking? No. It's a new day. Christ has given me light. Christ has given me purpose. And I live for him. 
and the sins of yesterday are gone. If any man confesses sins, he, God is faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But now, but now the Lord my God, but now the Lord my God hath given, hath given. Do you know, there is nothing in the Bible, nothing, that you have to earn from God. Salvation is free. Forgiveness is free. Mercy is free. Blessings are free. It's all free. You say, well, don't you have to give to God for God to bless you? You know what I've learned? We only, God has us give to him our time, our talents, our treasures. Because we're so greedy that we just like to hold everything. And when we're able to be a channel, you ever see a swamp? How many has ever seen a swamp? Don't you like swimming in the swamps? I love swimming in the swamps. You can get used to it. We went scuba diving in Key Largo this year. Water's clear all the way down. You can see 40, 50 feet down to the bottom. It's clear. I'd rather swim there than a swamp. You know why? Because it's a channel. It's all open. Water flows. It's clear. Temperature's right. Some of us are swamps. God bless us. I want to be, I want to, I want you to bless me. You got to open yourself up. You're a swamp. You're holding out from God. God doesn't want your money. God doesn't need anything. He's rich. We have proven this year and the years in the past that this church does not run on money. It runs on the power of God. If you don't believe that, don't ever give one penny here. We don't need it. We don't need it. So how would you run? We run on the power of God. God has shown us. Don't give anything. It don't bother me. I give. I give because God's told me to give and I want to obey the Lord. But we don't need it. I don't even look at the bank account. We don't need it. We don't care. Why? Because God is rich and God runs this church. But now the Lord my God hath given. God wants to give you. But how can he give you if you are holding back? You are willing to stay with the same old and live in the same old past and continue your life. A third of it you will sleep away. The other third you may squander in front of a television. And the last third, who knows what will be done with it. But here you have something so valuable, so precious called life. Would you use it for God? Would you be a channel? God wants to give, but you got to be willing to say, Lord, what would you want from me? I thought God doesn't, he just gives freely. He does. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God to give it to all men liberally. And abradeth not, the Bible says. He just freely gives wisdom, freely gives blessings, and freely gives salvation, freely gives forgiveness. Freely gives everything we need. Why? Because Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin hath left a crimson stain, but Jesus washed it white as snow. He's given us. What has he not given? What has he not proven? Are you willing to give up today? Lord, take me and use me. Whatever. I give, I give the Lord everything. Lord, you can have my, my time. Call on me anytime you will. I'll be here, Lord. Lord, you can have my life. Lord, you can have my uh, finances. Lord, you can have my talents. Whatever is needed. I'll clean the toilets. 
I'll, I'll spend my last dollar on anything for you, oh God. Next thing you know, my swamp of life starts clearing up. And as the prayer Jabez says, just broadens it. And I find a never-ending stream, clean and clear. Found out all along that I was holding on to the swamp when God had a beautiful reservoir for me, reservoir of peace and blessings. And very things you hold on to is the very things that are destroying you and your personality and your conscience and your loved ones and your family and your life. Let it go. Give to God. Give freely, as freely as God has given to you. Even so as ye have received, so freely give, Jesus said. God, you've blessed me. Now I'm going to give back to you. Even as you have given to me, so I give back to you. But now the Lord my God hath given me rest on every side. One of the things that I found out as a young pastor, and thank God that he's allowed me to be up here this morning. There is no rest for the weary in this world. There is no rest for the weary in this world. There is no rest in this world, in the things of this world. The next thing you get brings more turmoil. Let's close out with Hebrews chapter 4, and then we'll close. Hebrews chapter 4. I talked to some people who are truly blessed, but they don't have the Lord in their life. And what they tell me is, I will do anything, anything for peace. Anything. I will give anything for peace. I will spend any dollar amount for peace. That's all I want is peace. That's all I want is rest. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9, the Bible says, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. How you enter into the rest of God is through God. Let God speak to your heart. Verse 12, for the word of God is quick. That means it's alive. God can speak for himself. You don't need me. You don't need anybody else. You don't need psychiatrists and counselors and all those people. Let God speak for himself. Let God speak. If God be real, let him speak. If God be real, let him answer by fire. That the fire of God may burn in your heart and soul when he speaks to you. For the word of God is quick, it's alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and of spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart.
Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. As God's people, what we need is to come to the altar of God, to get our sins right, to turn our hearts to the true and living God. If God has spoken to your heart, girls, would you come up and, and sing? If God has spoken to your heart, if God has answered by fire, are you willing to drop what you've been holding on to? Are you willing to lose those things that the world has attached to you that are the very things that are destroying you and weighing you down? Are you willing to forgive the past and live today and not yesterday again and again and again? So many things have captivated our hearts and minds, but God is willing to forgive and God is willing to give mercy and God is willing to enable you in your lack of ability. God is willing to give you power and strength where you need it. And God is willing to make of you a, cre a creature of honor fit for the master's use. And God is willing to use you and raise you up as people of this generation for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ that he, the world may see miracles done through the very people that are here. And not just hearing the stories of yesterday, but the stories of people at Gospel Light Baptist Church performing miracles of God through the Holy Spirit of God with the Word of God in their hands like a sword and their feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace to go out in this world, the world that is sick and dying, girls, you can start singing, the world that is sick and dying. Our land is sick and we need a Savior today. We need a Savior. And you have him in your heart. We are not prophets of Baal. We are soldiers of the King of Kings. If you want revival, and God has entered by fire in your hearts this morning, would you stand now? Would you come down and pray? Would you forget the past and look to the future? Are you willing to drop what you know is against God? Whether it be alcohol, drinking, smoking, drugs, pornography, the wrong music, the wrong movies, the wrong places. Are you willing to drop for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? He has an abundance of blessings to give you. But you can no longer hold on. Your life is like a swamp. Muddy, mucked up, in the mire. Would you give it up? Would you allow the Lord to work? Revival starts when people turn to Christ and turn to the living God who has entered by fire. Has he spoken to your heart? If he has, be willing to surrender, to give your life for him. And be thankful he's willing to take it. There's a power in forgiveness today. God's going to forgive you. You forgive others. God forgave my debt and sin. I can forgive others' debt.
Maybe you're here today and you're not saved. It doesn't matter how long you've been here, what you've done for God. Many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, I've done many things in your name. Jesus is going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you. Maybe you're here today and you never received Christ as your Savior. You might know about him in your mind, but it never reached the heart. This is what I'm talking about. He's got to be in your heart. God deals with the heart. If he spoke to you today, he has answered. He said, well, I believe differently. Get rid of your thoughts. Let's deal with the heart. Maybe today you're not saved. Would you come down? Take somebody with the word of God to show you how you can be saved. Father in heaven, Lord, help us all, Lord. Work on our hearts. Deal with us, oh God, during this time of revival. Lord, we have today. We have tomorrow. We have Tuesday. We have Wednesday. I pray, Lord, we'll all make commitments to come. Father, we'll make commitment to come and be a part of what's going on here at Gospel Light Baptist Church. Lord, to give room for Christ to do a work. Lord, you gave us your life. Would we give for you a couple days so that you can bless us? Help us all, Lord, to forget about the past from this day forward and move on, that you may bless us. I pray, Lord, you'll do a great work in our hearts now. Thank you for speaking to my heart and for many here. You are the true and living God that speaks to the hearts of men. Bless us, I pray. Pray everybody will be able to come tomorrow night's uh, service at 7 and uh, listen to the preaching and enjoy the fellowship and also Tuesday and also Wednesday. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. Remember, tomorrow night, come on out. We have our revival is from now to Wednesday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Come on out every service. God bless you.